0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs Podcast. This is episode 94, which we are recording on Wednesday, August 5th, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's another warm day in Santa Cruz. It's a warmer than normal Santa Cruz summer. It is. Yeah, much warmer
1: than usual. We haven't had the usual foggy, as many of the usual foggy days as we do in the summer for a normal summer.
0: And are you guys eating through the sunscreen like we are? Yeah. Yep. We're yeah. using a ton of sunscreen this year. Yeah. Both my kids are on the beach every day for junior guards, which is lifeguard training in Santa Cruz. And if you've seen pictures of my daughter Josie, she is even more pale than I am. <laughs> and she's in the sun literally from eight thirty in the morning until four fifteen in the afternoon, five days a week. So sunscreen is a big deal for us right now.
1: Yeah, see we don't go we haven't been going through it as much because my boys are in the gym with basketball, so that's indoors, but still lots of time spent outdoors, too.
0: Very lovely this year. Indeed. So what are you wearing in this lovely weather? Because
1: it's been so warm, I was just telling Gail that I actually haven't worn much knitting, even in the evenings when we're supposedly, traditionally supposed to get our nice cooling ocean breezes, We haven't been getting as many cooling ocean breezes, so I haven't worn knitting this week, but I just wanted to mention something that I have been using this week are knitted washcloths. I know that's a little odd to bring up. (laughs) Gail started laughing when I said, oh, I think I'll talk about washcloths, but I just wanted to mention that I use these in spurts, and when I use them, I always say, why don't I use these more often? Yep. It's What happens is I use several of them. I throw them in the wash and then they get washed and I kind of forget about them. And then um, until I remember again. But they're great little gifts, great little teacher gifts, great to use on your face. The ones that I've been using are made out of Crystal Palace cotton chenille, which washes easily. Washcloths are also easy knitting for summer travel.
0: Oh, so yeah, something, so portable. Yes,
1: definitely something to keep in mind. Much, very simple knitting if you're just starting out, or if you're traveling and don't want to worry about patterns. Great, great little travel
0: projects. And I just last week pulled out one of the scrubbies that Charlene gave me as a gift recently. Oh, I love the scrubbies too. Yep. Yeah. I did a face mask. It was very funny. We came home from a day at Raging Waters Waterslide Park. And for some reason, I decided that was a good time to do a really dark colored face mask. And I was walking around the house for several minutes before anyone noticed that I had this cake of black stuff on my face. And so the reactions from everybody were very funny. I mean, Mike actually, actually screeched when he looked at me. <laughs> but your little scrubby was the perfect thing to take that stuff off of my face. It's delightful.
1: Yay. Glad it worked.
0: Yep. So how about you? What have you been wearing? I actually wore Echoes of Color yesterday at home in the morning when I was chilly. Mm -hmm. But I'm wearing a cute new dress that has nothing to do with knitwear. (laughs) But it does have something to do with knitting besties. Because Charlene and I have had two opportunities to go out together for little shopping trips. And one of them was a week and a half ago on the weekend. We just decided, let's do it. We left later than we normally would have. (laughs) We went out and we went shopping at different stores. We hit up two local yarn stores, Green Planet Yarns in San Jose, where we each acquired some gorgeous new yarn, and Pearlescence Yarn in Sunnyvale, California. And I wanted to put a plug in for both because they're both great stores. And we had a great experience at Pearlescence because we didn't enjoy shopping there in the past for customer service reasons, mostly. And this time when we went in, they were so friendly and so nice and so helpful. And they had such a spectacular variety of yarn and tons of knitting, I'm sorry, spinning wheels and spindles and fiber. Their space was newer and more open and better lit. And it was such a positive experience. Charlene yeah. and I both had been commenting, wow, I'm so glad we decided to go back in there. So thank you, Pearl Essence and Green Planet Yarns, for such an enjoyable day, but I did get this dress while we were out shopping. <laughs> so it was super fun. It's always good to have Yay. a day out with your bestie and boba tea. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's our summer summertime addiction. Yeah, warm weather equals yummy cold boba tea. Yeah. So what have you been stocking since the last episode? So I've been stocking
1: a few things as usual. The main thing are the oversized short sleeve t-shirts mm-hmm. that I've been wearing all summer. Somewhat reminiscent of the boxy shape, but not necessarily that big, just boxy, over, slightly oversized. Positive ease. Positive ease. Seems to be... Um, popular right now mm-hmm. in the stores and they're great for the warm weather because you don't have anything tight on you which i appreciate when it gets very warm and they're just comfortable in general mm-hmm. yeah they have super soft fabrics yeah. so there are two that i have been looking at on Ravelry the first one is called the Breezeway Pullover and it is patterned by Kirsten Hipsky and the reason i found this pattern is because she is the same designer as the deep breath sweater. I was just chuckling to myself like we did it again. But Well, this- I was I was doing the show notes for the last episode and we had put in we had talked about the deep breath sweater so I was putting in a link and as you do you happen to troll through the Stock other designs the that things, yeah. the, the designer has created and looking through those and I found this pattern And it looks cute. It's a simple oversized drop sleeve t-shirt. But in a way, it's kind of another example of really being unable to tell much about the garment from the one Uh, single photo. Only one? That is on Gravelry. And it's too bad because it looks like it might be cute.
0: I'm going to close the door because that Stellar J is really, oh, oh, (laughs) Boo just squeezed as rapid as you can imagine, through the door as Charlene was closing it and just narrowly missed getting his tail caught well, in the door. I
1: heard him coming, and I was trying to close it, but it's all right. I'll keep an eye out. But the breezeway pullover, it looks like it might be cute. It looks like it has potential. Very disappointing in the fact that you can't even see what the back of the garment looks uh. like. So once I saw that, I started looking for similar patterns and I was really happy to find one called Edie by Isabel Kramer. It's also an oversized short-sleeved t-shirt, but this one has many many photos much more information given about the garment and the pattern
0: And probably a lot of fo's to see too. There are
1: there are and I like I said, I really wear t-shirts like this a lot But it's hard to justify spending your money on a pattern that doesn't even have a photo of the back back of the garment. (laughs) So going over to the Edie pattern, I'm really tempted to make this. I just haven't figured out what kind of yarn I would substitute for it. The pattern is written for a linen yarn. So I'm not sure I have anything in my stash that would work. And specifically, it's written for Sparrow by Quince and Company, which I actually swatched last summer. And mm, you were not
0: in love with it.
1: Wasn't in love with it. In my experience, it also biased a lot as well. And this garment is knit in the round. So I don't know if it would be, for me, the best choice there's a subtle patterning to the garment which may help decrease yeah which may offset the biasing i'd be hard to tell i would have to obviously swatch before i started but i may look for some type of replacement for it
0: is that yeah. a fingering weight yarn you know they list it as sport weight okay. i was thinking that Zoey or Zoe, Z-O-O-E-Y, oh, by Jupiter Moon that we saw. Yeah. It's cotton-linen blend, is that what it is? We saw it at Green Planet Yarn. And several of you who listen have used it and highly recommended it. And I was looking at all the beautiful colors, but didn't have a pattern in mind. But oh. I believe that's a DK weight, so I don't Might know if you want to substitute year. that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So that's kind of on my radar right now as well. And then the third one is called Whip It by Anka Strick. Okay. And I think I've mentioned her patterns before. And this one is actually written for that Holst yarn. Oh, coast That yeah. you used. So that was the first thing that caught my eye because I had been thinking about trying that yarn also. Mm-hmm. It is a merino cotton blend, 55 merino, 45 cotton, light fingering very light fingering, yes. almost a lace weight yarn, I would say. So you, as you can imagine, the sweater is very, very lightweight. Yeah. It's an open front cardigan with a lacy textured stitch that I want to say is the whole bottom two-thirds of the sweater. starts just maybe below the bust oh, no, you get the oh, lacy yeah you get the lacy and then in the same place on the arm so the whole bottom
0: of the sleeve
1: and is it's down the center of the too. sleeve too isn't it? Yeah.
0: oh that's so yeah. pretty I didn't realize Very pretty. there's another instance of you only look at the main photo and you can't see you that. You can't see the back. Yeah <laughs> exactly. you go to the, the pattern page and look how pretty that is. It oh is up close really it's much pretty. different than the little thumbnail. Oh, yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah
1: Oh, that's so So crazy. I'm... I want to make this one. <laughs> I oh, was about to say I'm seriously considering it, but I really want... I, I really do want to make this one. I, I really like it. Oh, that's my like
0: friend it. Karen. Oh, is Let's it? Sample that...
1: Because I think...
0: Hi, Karen. It
1: would just be so light, ethereal...
0: Well, some of my flowy. lace weight that I am trying to decide what to do with my sweater quantities, like my pop rock.
1: Well, Gail had mentioned the shopping day. <laughs> I actually purchased a skein of Madeleine Tosh lace, which is a discontinued base from Madeleine Tosh. And the store we were at had a few colors left. One of them happened to be my favorite Madeleine Tosh color, logwood. Yep. Meant to be. It was meant to be. They had, they had several skeins of
0: it. I only purchased one. Boo was trying to get back in that was what the squeak was his little paw easing through the little crack in the yeah. door i only purchased one skein
1: but it is actually the correct yardage for the sweater really? with one skein so can you imagine oh. one skein how light yeah that sweater would be oh let's do it along it together. would be really lovely let's really, do it. really really lovely let's do it i also i also have some navy blue not really quite as dark as navy it's a dark blue dragonfly fibers oh
0: that's right that, that I could stitches. use too so I've oh, got wow. I have options I have my nitpicks shadow in altitude which is a beautiful blue that I could use for that that yeah. would be really pretty in that color yeah so, oh, how exciting. Yeah, we're, so that we're, was... we're planning on the fly here. It's, I love this feeling where you, so, something grabs you that yes, hard. Oh, yeah. I love it.
1: So that was the fun find. That sweater just was published in July. So very, very new, but there are already 124 projects. And again, that's Whip It by Omkastrick. So you may see that one popping up for both Gail and myself in the very yeah. near future super cute. So
0: how about you? What have you been stocking? Okay, so I mentioned this on the last episode, how, oh, it would be fun to knit a lace weight color affection. Well, I've been fantasizing for two (laughs) weeks now about knitting a lace weight color affection, and I've been stocking yarn choices, and Celeste, who is Irish F, sent me an email a couple days ago saying that she bought a Miss Babs Yet. Yet is one of her lace weight bases that's 65% 65% merino, 35% silk. Mm-hmm. They do a trio set, three colors that they pick to go together for color affection. Oh. And Celeste knit it, and she said she wears it all the time because it's so light and wonderful, and she lives in a muggy place. And so that was a vote, you know, positive, mm-hmm. I should do it. And Tina, who is Tea House Knits, PM'd me and said... I bought this. Oh, actually, it was in our thread. She bought the yarn in Monterey or was inspired by Monterey. Oh, and, she and bought those the three colors, blues. Her colors oh, were so absolutely pretty. Absolutely gorgeous. So she had said, you want to do a knit-along, and you guys know how I can't resist a knit-along idea. <laughs> so I've just been stocking and stocking and stocking, but I don't have the right yarn in stash. I have good combinations, but the bases don't match. So either they're single ply mm-hmm. or, or plied, and those, I don't want to mix bases. Right, I so, understand. So I've been stocking, and I even PM'd Miss Babs yesterday and asked if they were going to have the Yet Trios at Stitches next February. Mm-hmm. And they said they don't know if they'll have the Trios, but Yet is actually sold in 400 or 440-yard put-ups for, I think, $16. So mm. very reasonable versus most late-sweep put-ups are between 800 and 1200 depending on the weight so the op the availability of something that's smaller was very appealing yeah and knit Picks also does a 440 yard put up of their lace weight yarns but i wasn't seeing colors that i loved so it's in the future i just don't know when so that's something i've just like i said i've been fantasizing hard about mm-hmm. that so And the next one, if you guys have been following the What's Hot Now section in Ravelry, you have all seen the new releases by Rosemary Hill, who goes by Romy Hill. Her new book, New Lace Knitting, Designs for Wide Open Spaces. She has several designs in there that I love. Top of my list is the Manzanita T, which is knit in sport weight yarn. It has a circular yoke that has, I believe it's a turned over hem, kind of a ballet neck, and then a beautiful lace motif that leads down towards the top of your breast and over the top of your shoulders. And then the rest is stockinette, and it has folded over picot hems on the sleeves and the body, and it's so pretty. It's simple, but beautiful and feminine, and I really, really like it. The book right now is like 1850, I think, 1862 on Amazon and she's releasing the patterns very slowly. There will be, I think, 18 overall, but only 11 have been released, and she's leaking out one or two a day, and I keep watching, thinking, okay, if there are three patterns I love, I'll buy the book, and I'm really close, because I also really like Neoma's Shawl, which is a fingering weight, two-color shawl that has a very pretty, what would you call it, tiered, L- yeah, tear scalloped tiered. bottom, mm-hmm. lace scalloped bottom. It's really pretty. And I also like the new, she just released this one yesterday, Little City Tea. But that one has a very deep ribbed bottom, which kind of makes it poofy around your waist. And I don't need poofy around my waist. And the sleeves are poofy. So that one I'm kind of, I really like it. But then again, there are parts of it design wise that I don't think would be flattering. But Great book. I'm really looking forward to seeing the other seven or so patterns that will come out in that book. Mm-hmm. And the Manzanita Tea, I would probably knit that in a fingering instead of sport. She knit it in Fiber Company Road to China Light, which is 65% alpaca, which will make me itch. Mm-hmm. But it's so pretty.
1: It would make it a really warm yeah, sweater Yeah, that too, huh?
0: Super warm. Alpaca, silk, camel, and cashmere blend yarn. So mm. very warm. Yeah but super pretty. So if you haven't seen the What's Hot Now, check out her new releases. And you know how Charlene and I are always on the same wavelength with knitting, but this Mm -hmm. time she was following a link from one of my stocking Mm -hmm. items. And this time I was following links from one of her finished items. (laughs) When we were shopping at Green Planet Yarn, they have an amazing selection of cotton and cotton blend yarns. And they have a yarn called Universal Yarn Cotton Supreme Splash. It's a worsted weight, variegated, tonal yarn. And I bought two skeins of it because our good friend in France is pregnant and teal is her favorite color. And these are all sorts of teals and Biscay Bay from Mm -hmm. the Pantone Colors of Fall palette for 2015. And we were talking about patterns and Charlene said, well, you should check out Tyga Hilliard Designs who did the bug warmer sweater mm-hmm. right and I went and looked she has so many patterns I was amazed I was too yeah and m- the majority of them are free so I recommend if you're looking for baby anything and she doesn't only do baby designs she right. does adult designs as well Yeah. but the pattern that I fell in love with is called peanut warmer <laughs> and it is one of her free patterns and it's really simple and really cute it's stockinette And it looks top down, I'm almost certain it's top down. I'm trying to get there on my tablet and it's going slowly. But raglan shaping, and then it has, for accents from the top down, it has little areas. Boo's getting comfy on the felted bag again. His felted cat bed. Little um, garter spots to give some texture to the yoke. So it's just simple, it's cute, it's asymmetric, and it only has four or five buttons on one side it's just adorable, so I believe that's what this yarn will become. I think it'll be a good use of variegated yarn because yes. it doesn't have anything fancy to right. it, right? Exactly. And exactly. I believe there will be enough of the yarn left to knit either one of those awesome bibs that Jenny from Stash and Burn showed us when we were at a for keeping oh, warm. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep, I was. She's been raving about those a couple episodes ago. I she wanted was. to make one of those. Yeah, so do I. Oh. So I think there will be enough either for a bib or a hat. So, super excited. Yeah, Boo is just crashed out. We're going to have to take a picture of this. Crashed out on my bag. He is in kitty cat heaven. So funny. Yep. So, lots of stocking going on Mm -hmm. in my world. I've obviously been spending a lot of time at the computer. That's a lot of stocking. (laughs) But work's been kind of tumultuous. So, that will lead to a little extra stocking, too. Yeah. So, what have you been knitting?
1: Still working on the easy folded poncho. what's in my hands right now I'm having second thoughts on whether I will actually sew it together or not because I've been watching or just look just been looking at no stole patterns not shawl Mm -hmm. patterns stole rectangular stoles how people wear those and it's almost exactly you know basically before you sew it together it's a stole so now i'm thinking maybe i don't want to sew it together maybe i want the versatility of being able
0: to wear it different ways so we'll see it's still funny because (laughs) there have been a couple beautiful patterns lily pilly and another one by amba who they're beautiful stole patterns and I want to knit them, but I don't know how to wear a stole. Oh. You could, I have my enamored you sew stole. Sew it together as a poncho. <laughs> it's <laughs> tempting because I have a beautiful stole that I knit years ago, enamored, and I even put beads in it and everything. And it's beautiful. And I never ever wear it because I have no idea. It's too wide to be a scarf. Oh. It's just awkward for me. So yeah. you're gonna have to show me how all these people are. Well, wearing it's their re- Basically, they put shawl pins where the seam yeah, would be. So. Yeah. I but like that's, this one with the shawl pin. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You, oh, that's I've okay. I've been puzzling okay. over the, the rectangular stole for a while Yeah,
1: now. I understand. The second thing I have been knitting is my Polaris, which is a pattern by Hiroku Fukatsu from the Amirisu magazine, Winter Spring 2015, Issue 6. Hiroko is the designer of the Hitofude cardigan that we have both made, a lot of people have made, very popular pattern on Ravelry right now. And Polaris is a light white pullover top with this cute little gather in the front, the original garment is designed for Madelintosh Tosh Dandelion, which has some linen in the blend. When I wanted to start this, I couldn't find any of the dandelion. And so I am substituting a single-ply yarn that has some silk in the blend instead of linen. And this actually has a higher percentage. I believe the dandelion is 10% linen. Mm-hmm. And I believe this yarn, which I am testing for a dyer is 30% linen. Oh you're I mean thirty that yeah thirty oh, percent cool. silk. So it makes it nice and shiny but also really light. I would like and to it's see that yielding internally. a really light white top. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it and just the hand of the yarn with the silk Feels so good when you knit with it so I'm really happy with the way this is turning out cute cute top I don't know if I'm gonna do shorter sleeves or leave the sleeve I think I believe the sleeves are originally about three-quarter length because my thought at first was that I was going to shorten the sleeves and have it be more of a warmer weather top but now I'm thinking oh maybe I'll bring them down to about elbow or so we'll see I haven't decided sleeves are sleeves will be probably last so i can decide after i try it on and I then can the, see
0: that being cute with cap sleeves too yeah exactly like sleeves, it's
1: though. it's a it's a cute it would be a cute garment as a t-shirt or longer sleeves either way so we'll see third thing i have on the needles is a shawl designed by elizabeth doherty and i kind of i I want to say I stalled out on that, but I didn't really stall out on that. It's just that I started it, knit a couple of days on it, decided I didn't like my beginning, which was much looser than I wanted the yarn to be. So I ripped it all out and restarted it last night. So I'm back to square one on that. Sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs>
0: but and That's a test knit.
1: Yeah, that's a test knit. And the pattern is originally written for a heavier weight yarn than i am using so i had kind of guessed what needle size to use and it was also a new yarn for me to use too it's a fingering weight yarn from duck duck wool which i had never used before and i finally decided that i needed it definitely did need to be a little smaller needle so ultimately i'll be much
0: happier with the finished object. Yeah, the fabric you're knitting now is really pretty. Yeah,
1: really happy that I went back and started that over. (laughs) Even though it put me
0: behind schedule, but that's okay. So how about you, what are you knitting? Oh my goodness. I am knitting a pattern called the Razzle Shawl and it's by Ally Coffee. It's a $3 downloadable pattern on Ravelry. And it is one of those delicious triangular, maybe it's asymmetric triangle. I haven't stretched it out off my needles yet. But it's all garter stitch, and I love it. Mm You knit a three-inch long strip first in a contrast color. I used Madeline Tosh Merino Cashmere Nylon Sock Blend in Venetian, which is a very deep, lovely, burgundy, merlot type of color. A little bit of marsala in there. And because I didn't have enough to do the full three inches, I threw in two little stripes of deep gray, which is like a stormy weather. You see where this is going? and the reason i've cast on for it already when you didn't even hear me stalking it is because dana the awesome dyer behind unwind yarn company has a colorway called gracie pearl now over a year ago susan claudino who is one of the fantastic toy or softie designers mm-hmm. she does a lot of really really cute softies i think she's sherlock knits on instagram many people probably follow her excuse me she did a pattern over a year ago called Bonnie Wee Mouse and she used this colorway for one of her test knits and I fell in love with it when she did that test knit and as a result I've been stalking Dana's store to buy this colorway and she went on maternity leave and wasn't dying for a while so when this popped up in her store a couple weeks ago I scored a skein of it and I was so happy when it got there, my swift was set up and I wound it the day it arrived and I cast this shawl on within two days. It was one of those magical, I love the yarn so much, I must knit this immediately. Wow. And I'm loving the pattern. It's really, really fun. My only concern is that I did not gauge swatch because, yeah, it's a shawl. And I should have learned after the verdure shawllet that I knit a while ago that I should still gauge swatch because this is all that's left this little tiny bit. Oh. I should have had almost 100 extra yards oh, wow. than what I have, and I need to do five more back and forths and then a bind off. So I'm starting to get really nervous in this yarn What was the I'm yardage playing. on this? 465 yards, hmm. and I think I was only supposed to need about 350 oh. of that, the main color. So Gracie Pearl, let me describe what this looks like. It is a light gray, Background with beautiful pops, and it's kettle dyed according to the description, so it's not a speckle dye, but it reminds me of speckle dye. Pops of beautiful yellow that goes to gold, beautiful teal and blue, beautiful marsala type of burgundy, and then you have spots where all of those colors commingle. It is so so pretty, and I got a sparkle base, so there's some sparkle in there. Mm-hmm. It's her twinkle sock, which is. 65 let me get this wrong 65 merino 20 percent nylon and five percent so 70 probably merino 25 nylon and five percent selena something similar to that and it's it has a beautiful hand the colors make me so happy and they are 100 colors of fall so in the yellow you have oak buffs in the burgundy-ish you have both marsala and a little bit of amethyst orchid And in the teal, you have Biscay Bay. So this is, I'm going to be so on target for fall. (laughs) It's not even funny. So all because just I fell in love with the yarn. So I just, normally, if you can't tell, I'm not a very patient person. I'm kind of impulsive. And with that comes when I'm close to finishing a project, all I want to do is knit on it constantly. Because I'm so looking forward to the F.O., This one is bittersweet because I really want the FO, but I don't want to be done knitting it. (laughs) Yeah, I've had projects like this too. It's just, it's a fantastic project. I love the pattern. I love the yarn and I can't recommend either one highly enough. So thank you, Dana. Thank you, Allie, for a perfect combination. I am also knitting the Deep Breath sweater, which I was stocking last episode. I was stocking all the lace weight sweaters. I realized, I think immediately after recording, I said to Charlene, I forgot, I have a skein of Madeline Tosh Merino Cashmere Nylon Lace. She only sold it for a little while, and I got a skein on a D stash years ago in her Lei colorway, L A I, like a Hawaiian Lei. It's a beautiful pink. So imagine Madeline Tosh's slightly tonal variegation. It has Cashmere Rose in it, and it's just Gloriously beautiful. And I have separated for the sleeves and I'm on the body of that. And I don't know, I'm going to try to simulate my first deep breath with a little bit more room for the hips. And I'm concerned I won't have enough for the sleeves. So we'll see if it ends up being cap sleeve. Or three-quarter sleeve. We'll see how that works, but such a fun knit. And that's also that's the Kristen hipsky pattern mm-hmm. through Webb's yarn. And it's a $3.99 downloadable pattern. And I'm still going on Mike's sweater. So the back, I think last time we talked about it, I was at about eight inches. Well now I only have three inches to go until I start the armhole shaping. So that one's cruising along too. That's my I'm tired and I'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> knitting. I just pick that up and it's mindless. So Three active projects in this razzle shawl, like I said, this will be done by the end of the day, for sure, if I don't run out of yarn. And if I run out of yarn, I'm going to have to use some kind of gray and stash maybe this contrast darker gray. Yeah, you could do that. So, super happy with my projects. And that's what I'm knitting. Nice. What have you finished?
1: I have finished one thing. Last episode, you heard me working on my Pagona shawl, which is a pattern by Stephen West, and i have finished that Yay. shawl i knit it in madeline tosh merino light in the vishnu colorway which is an absolutely gorgeous compilation of purples and blues it's blurple blurple yes very blurple gorgeous. gorgeous wonderful wonderful color very me Mm-hmm. very you yeah. and the shawl came out really interesting it's got we were trying to decide what we would call this shape, and it's not quite triangular. It's like a pentagon.
0: Yeah. On it, the outside edge, it's a pentagon. Yeah, it's got
1: sh- shapes. Well, it's got a V shape on the bottom, but then it comes to another sharp angle and it goes up. So it would go around your body fairly well. And Gail and I were commenting that it I feel like it stays on my shoulders whereas a triangular shawl that doesn't take that little turn on the edge perhaps would slide off more readily perhaps not necessarily so but I do feel like this shawl just takes that little turn right about on my arm on the shoulders so that the front hangs down and then the bottom because of the increases has more fabric than the top so it's kind of wavy and it just drapes nicely it's
0: almost like one of those open front sweaters where there's a lot more fabric in the front yeah it so it kind of has that like hito fude like Mm -hmm. gather at the front with extra fabric yeah it's very
1: pretty very very nice i'm very happy with this one love the color like i mentioned (laughs) But this Did is... you mention you like that, color? I do.
0: But this is the only thing I've finished. Have you finished anything? I have. I finished my Advent calendar. Woo-hoo! So, again, Dana of Unwind, her podcast, Just One More Row, she and her co-host Brittany host the Christmas in July knit-along, which I mentioned last episode, which got me fired up to finish my Advent calendar. So I knit total... 16 i'm sorry 18 smittens the name of the pattern is smittens and six mini christmas stocking ornaments and i'm really happy with how they turned out they're super cute i've also done all the little loops to hang them and i've also knit the i cord to hang them with wow and we bought super teeny tiny little clothespins randomly in costa rica some store up in the cloud forest town of monteverde said oh look at these these will be perfect for the advent calendar only they're too small. They don't go around the I-cord. So all I need are some sort of clips to hold each little ornament to the I-cord so that I can take mm-hmm. pictures. But they're super cute. They're all blocked. They're done. Totally done. So that's that was a huge accomplishment. I felt so happy about yeah. that. And the kids love them. So that's super fun. And the other thing I finished were those Rose City Rollers little soft anklet socks that I mentioned last episode. And I put pictures in Ravelry and on Instagram to show the super cool pooling so they almost pooled opposite of each other so where one was mostly pink and white the other is blue and purple kind of so they look really cool and my mom loved them so that was a score that was a win thank you Tammy for that awesome yarn and thanks for the pattern too that's a free pattern on Ravelry and super quick knit super super quick I think I knit I don't knit fast even though it seems like I produce a lot That's because I spend a lot of hours knitting. My knitting speed isn't very fast. And I finished those socks, what, in under a week knitting other things in between. So it's a very, very quick pattern, especially for people who knit socks on a regular basis and socks aren't new to them. I think they would just fly off the needles. It seemed like they flew off the needles. It did (laughs) seem like And I did actually invest in a new pair of double point needles that I will talk about when I use them because... I was using zeros,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a US zero. I don't know what the millimeter is on that. I want to say it's 2.25, but I'm not sure. 2. Okay. I think it's 2.0. Okay. I think there zero. were two different millimeter sizes for size one, and I was getting confused. Oh, size one. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said size zero for some reason. Did I? I probably did. I was knitting size one. There US ones. I did say size zero. So the ones I bought are US zero. The ones oh, okay. I was using were US one, and okay. I think that-
1: zero is- Two millimeter, okay, and then there's one that are two point two five, and then some places sell ones that are two point fives, and some places label them as one and a half, and some places label them as one.
0: Okay, so there are two point two five and two point five, and twos are the meters. same way. They were two point seven five or three point oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there is. That's why I'm confused. So
1: depending on who you purchase them from, they may or they may be labeled as. Ones or twos, respectively. Okay. But I, I have also seen labels saying one and a half and two and a half. I've never
0: seen those, but I did. I ended up ordering for Mike sweater U.S. twos, but in two different sizes, 2.75 and 3.0 for Mike sweater. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep them in their original containers <laughs> so that I don't mix them up. Yeah. But... I ordered a set of size zero double points. So my next pair of Rose City Rollers, I'm going to use the smaller needles. Because, I mean, the gauge is fine, and I intended them to be house socks. Mm -hmm. But if you were going to put those inside a shoe, I think that it would wear through mighty quickly. Mm -hmm. Even though there's nylon in the base. So I wanted to get a slightly tighter gauge so that maybe I could wear them inside some sort of shoes. So we'll see how those go. But they're the carbons. I think it's Knitter's Dream, maybe, mm-hmm. is the company. But they're metal needles, and all of my double points are wood. So it was an experiment. We'll see if I like that or not. Yeah. We'll see. So that's what I finished. Super okay. fun stuff. Quick colors of fall knit-along update. As of this morning, there are seven finished outfits in the thread. I'm super impressed. Yay. Super cute stuff already. Great outfits. And like I said, I'm just so impressed. And so many people are participating, it makes me happy. Every time I open the thread, just people are excited and it's just fantastic. Thank you everybody who's for, who is participating. And before I forget, congratulations to Shasta and her family who welcomed the new baby Kristen during the month of July. She is absolutely gorgeous. So Shirley and I both knit sweaters for the little baby Kristen. And if you follow Shasta on Instagram, Shasta Daisy Knits, Mm -hmm. Um, she has also sponsored the podcast on mini prizes and things like that. She's a very nice woman, and I'm just so excited for her. (laughs) And for all of you who are recovering from surgery recently, Celeste and Melissa and everybody else out there, just wanted to say good luck, because I know a lot of people are going through stuff right now, and I just wanted to say We read the, we read the threads and we hope you all are doing well this summer. Yeah. It's a hard time to be laid laid up. up. Exactly. Hard time.
1: So someone said to me not so long ago, although I can't remember who it was or where this happened, someone said, Oh, you only knit top down sweaters. And if you look at my projects, maybe for the past couple of years, There's definitely a trend in knitting top-down sweaters. But if you look at my entire knitting career, I would say, no, nothing could be farther from the truth. Because when I started knitting sweaters, everything, all the garments that I knit were pieced together, knit in pieces and then sewn together but trends in construction and style change and develop. And I think there has definitely been a trend in the past several years of constructing garments differently than constructing garments that are sewn together, let's say, which are pieced, cut out in pieces, and then sewn together. There are also new developments in techniques, and I would definitely call what Gail and I are about to talk about, a new development. In this case, I think the idea of knitting a set in sleeve from the top down is a new development, taking previous top down sleeve methods and changing it and improving on it. And what we're talking about is a new book from Elizabeth Doherty called Top Down Reimagining Set In Sleeve Design by Elizabeth Doherty with Quinson Company. And it's a book that I know she's been working on for quite a while. She has put her heart and soul into writing this book. She has been very busy. And Gail and I just got a copy of it very recently. And I just want to say my first, first thoughts when you pick up the book. It's so beautiful. It's like a table, a coffee table. <laughs> it looks book. like a coffee table it's book. It's really well done. Yeah. It's printed landscape format, so the book is wider than it is tall. The paper feels good. It's got that creamy, thick mm-hmm. paper to it. The photographs are absolutely lovely in the same style that you've seen other Quentin Company photographs.
0: It's very, very lovely. And... And I have to say one thing, too. One, they're signed copies, so I was just totally tickled <laughs> yes. when I opened it and saw that it was signed personally to me by Elizabeth. Elizabeth True. is a really spectacular person. And the second thing I wanted to mention, our awesome friend Erin from the Double Dent Podcast, oh, Erin yeah. B. She tested some of these sweaters, yeah. and they're amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, Erin. They're beautiful. Yeah.
1: So that, that's really nice, too. And both of them were at our retreat Yep. Back in April, so that was and they where didn't we didn't breathe a word. No, about I heard it. a little, a little bit of chatter about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't hear yeah. that she was testing yeah. at the retreat. Yeah, no, I, I don't... don't think she was at the retreat. But well. I, I had heard a little bit of chatter, so.
0: Yeah, Elizabeth nice. has been working on this for well over a year. Because if you remember when I knit Audrey and Unst, I was struggling with the sleeve cap, and Elizabeth gave me some personal advice on knitting it for my that. body, yeah. based on her. Strategy in this book. Mm-hmm. So, this is her reimagining. Is the set in sleeves I've knit before are usually on bottom up sweaters, and she has redesigned it to do it from the top down. So, that's somewhat revolutionary, right there. Mm-hmm. So, like my LAR with set in sleeves is from the bottom up. Mm. That's the first one I can think of off the top of my head. Adrienne Unst was not designed to be quite the same way even though it's top down so that's I think an exception but very great ideas in this book.
1: Yeah so there have been other designers that have used a top down technique to get a sleeve that is not a raglan sleeve. Like CZM's contiguous There's the contiguous method which is knit at the same time mm-hmm. I believe the sleeve is knit at the same time yes. rather than going back after you have knit the armhole
0: and knitting on the set-in sleeve. Yeah, Elizabeth referred to the contiguous as a raglan hybrid. Sleeve, oh okay that's right she yeah. did say that. I wanted to okay. mention also some of the advantages of doing a set-in sleeve. So Elizabeth covers them in detail but one structurally It adds a lot of structure to the garment in a place that gets a lot of wear. Mm -hmm. She points that out. And two, it looks so much more tailored and finished, in my opinion, than a raglan sleeve. And she points out that the construction of the human body, that line in a set-in sleeve follows the lines of your body as opposed to a raglan kind of cuts through. I mean, there's a natural diagonal between your underarm and your neck, I suppose, but it kind of cuts you. Instead of a nice vertical line like that, so mm-hmm. she has some really good ideas about how it fits into the human body, etc. And I really appreciated those, like factual, not factual, I don't want to say, but practical reasons why this type of sleeve mm-hmm. construction is beneficial.
1: And I think you've you're really drawn to this kind of look, I absolutely aren't am, you? Yes, because I love
0: sudden sleeves. Gail
1: more so than I. Gail really likes the set-in sleeve. Mm -hmm. I think people have thought that I knit only top-down garments because I think that tends to be what I do prefer Mm -hmm. a lot of time. I kind of like the more, they can be a little more oversized, generally loose-fitting, often casual kind of, sporty influence i kind
0: of think of it as casual too yeah yeah kind of like
1: the drop shoulder look yeah in the new boxy yeah. construction i think it's definitely has a more casual yeah. whereas this is definitely a more fitted more put tailored. together tailored that's exactly yeah. the word that i'm looking for definitely a much more tailored look
0: well and you know i know how i get whiny and complaining about my shoulders that stretch well, and out this that's, doesn't what, stretch that's out. what
1: i was going to mention next too. the the fit and the way that It hugs your body is definitely different because the raglan's garments will
0: shift and move all over Mm -hmm. your body And they stretch along that diagonal line. So your sleeve ends up getting longer at the shoulder So your underarm doesn't fit in the same place anymore And you have to wash it and block it and hopefully shrink it back up and the set-in sleeve helps to avoid some of those issues. Right.
1: I had asked Elizabeth some questions before we talked about her book today, and one of the examples she gave was imagine throwing a ball in a sleeve like this, where the sweater would move and stay with your arm and stay in place, and a looser raglan type sweater, which actually wasn't what she wrote about in the example, but in my
0: head, that's kind of what I picture. If you do that with that sweater on, then you adjust yeah you'd have have to to... fix your sleeve afterwards (laughs) right right? and she did make the comment that so some of the advantages of her redesigning of the set-in sleeve are if you look at most sweaters with set-in sleeves and even raglans there's a lot of excess fabric Mm -hmm. under the underarm which has always bugged me about my sweaters it drives me nuts and her technique helps eliminate some of that And to me, that's like, okay, I want to try it just because of that, because I don't want that extra fabric under my arm that's hanging down, looking sloppy. So that's one of the things she addresses in her overall... It's not a restructuring, because she does a very geometrical explanation of the shoulder cap that is a three-dimensional object, obviously, and how the sleeve fits that three-dimensional shoulder. So... It was almost like a geometry lesson in a way It was. with excellent That's diagrams to... <laughs> and examples yeah. and that was what i put in my notes geometric explanations so she shows it the sweater body and the sleeve caps and how it all fits together very well done i mean i'm not i don't have a math brain and i completely <laughs> got it well she takes the and there's
1: she takes the diagram shows you where you need the extra fabric where you need less fabric where just how it all fits together. Mm-hmm. And lest you think that the book is too technical and you have to be a techie, you don't have to be a techie. That's because I, I don't have a math brain. Right. It all exactly, makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not a techie. So, lest you think it's too technical, like Gail was saying, the whole book. I'm not book, a math brain. Yeah, so the whole I got book it. is not technical. It's sections. Like there's a section on the basics of set in sleeves. There's a section
0: on adjustments and fitting. There's a section of patterns. And the adjustments and fittings too. I have to, I wanted to mention that was another one of my top comments is that she gave really fantastic instructions on how to fit and modify based on your own body. So it's not as if she just gives you a pattern and says, "Oh, here's my great new technique. Now do right. it." She gives a great examples and step-by-step instructions on how to change it for your body if you have a deeper armhole or if you have broader broader shoulders etc so she gives you there are six patterns in the book and each pattern has specific numbers but she also provides the information on how to modify for your own particular shape and size which is fantastic and easy to understand because a lot of knitting books i read the extra information and i can't quite tie it back to the pattern exactly i don't i don't visualize well and such so her she did a really fantastic job she
1: did and both gail and i were reading this at the same time on sunday afternoon and it didn't really take that long to get through no you you read through it click 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 it makes sense and then you kind of go on and look at the patterns Mm and it it was a just um,
0: Just the right amount of technical <laughs> yeah, technical and stuff. It was like less than an hour to read the entire book, like the front matter right. and the back right. and breeze through the patterns. Right. So to me, that was the perfect amount of content too, where I was like, oh, bogged down in all the details. And right. it was like, oh, that's great. I get it without too much explanation. And, and that's
1: exactly it. I think for me, there was a little light bulb moment because you think, oh, that's why this is this way, or right? That's
0: why that is that way. That's why so, I always have extra fabric under yes. my arm. <laughs> Thank so you, you, Elizabeth. So
1: you're able to understand the fitting of the sleeve caps mm-hmm. after reading, but because she has included patterns as well, you don't then have to take that information and do it for yourself,
0: which is huge. Yes, because yes. <laughs> I would fail in that step right away. Because I don't
1: want to. That's I don't want to scare people away into thinking that oh, I can't figure that out because it's too technical no not at all you you read it and then you understand it and then she also
0: takes you through the process as well and one of the thing for anyone who's listening who has done a set in sleeve one of the things about set in sleeves that is always bugged me is the fact that you can see where you pick up your wrap and turn so set in sleeves typically have short rows so you do a wrap and turn to get the shaping you need for the top of your shoulder because that's the three-dimensional part, you know, it's rounded up and you have to build the extra fabric in there. Well, her technique, all the wrapping and turning is done at the sleeve and you don't see the wrap and turn because in my sweaters, one arm, the wrap and turn always looks the opposite direction from the other arm. And I always think, what did I do wrong? Well, I didn't do anything (laughs) wrong. It's just how wrap and turn works. And I should have experimented with different kinds of wrap and turn probably, but she took that out of it and it makes it a more stable seam and it makes it look cleaner. So that was another thing I really liked about her technique.
1: I think it also makes the seam, I think she mentions in there somewhere that it makes it less bulky. Yeah, she did. That's right. Because you have less selvage. Yeah. That's right. So the six patterns that she has in here are... Really cute, too.
0: And they're very simple. Very, very simple. Maris is not so simple. But in terms of just, you know, basic sweaters, simple, easy-to-wear sweaters, Maris is a little fancier.
1: But one of the things she mentions is that the patterns are meant to be basic so that you can then take it and change things up a little bit. You could change the ribbing into a cable rib. You could add a cable
0: Mm-hmm. somewhere
1: you could add a little lace section you can take this and use it as a palette for whatever creativity you want to take the pattern to yep so shall we talk about the that yeah which
0: one was your favorite
1: did you have a favorite i i had a I couple but i think serif was mine oh, okay there's two sweaters sans serif and serif that are cardigans with pockets and cute buttons. Patch pockets. And the sans serif has ribbed edgings, whereas the serif has garter edgings. And I love the way the garter edging and the pockets all fit together. And the sample is knit with contrast
0: color. Oh, it, but, yeah. That's I, pretty. I really love it. Very. Oh, and the pockets are hidden in the garter. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Really Rubber. neat. Almost
1: a little Chanel reminiscent, the Chanel jacket. I, oh, you're right. It, it. it does
0: look a little yeah. bit like Chanel. Yeah.
1: Love that. Love both of them. And
0: then there's a pullover. That's my favorite. Or there is. there are two pullovers, but my okay. favorite is Underwood. The pullovers. So this one is a boat neck, a square boat neck, and it has, it's kind of like the alewives cowl almost. Hmm. Texturing detail, mm-hmm. so it goes several inches around the bottom of the sweater, and then just across underneath the collar, so right over your breastbone, kind of, and it's just and on the sleeves, just enough texture to be interesting and fun, without a lot of flash to the and sweater. And
1: then also it goes up on the side of the oh, sweater that's right. too, yeah, which a, I thought was really
0: nice. Yeah, I all of that. the increases and decreases are in the ribbing. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading that because I read through that pattern. I do not have yarn for it right now, but that's when I'd like to knit. And another thing, I almost forgot to mention this, seems kind of basic now that she pointed it out. And I remember her mentioning this to us at Stitches as well. All of her necklines are slightly below the top of the shoulder hem or shoulder cap because it makes everything lay flat. And Hmm. to me, it was like, another light bulb moment. Oh my goodness, why doesn't everybody do that? It's the difference between if you have like a pullover where you need short rows to raise the back of your neck, it's kind of the reverse of that. So I just thought that was a brilliant touch too. Hmm. Interesting. Just had to add that. So that was
1: Underwood and then Maris, which I believe is the only previously published pattern in the collection. This one was previously part of was
0: Collective, but she did redesign this one with the yeah. new set-in sleeve yeah. approach. Maybe yeah. the first one was bottom up, and this one's top down. I'm I not don't sure. know; I didn't look that up.
1: And then Maris has a lovely lace panel down the front and buttons at the very top opening of the cardigan. And then the little lace lace details at the, the sleeve sleeves. cuff as well. It's I've very wanted feminine. to make this one off and on for years, mm-hmm. and maybe this will be the version that I venture
0: into. You know, one thing I want to say about all the test knits, besides that we love that Aaron did some of them, they look so crisp and amazing. We've been complaining about photography recently and how so many knitwear designers aren't taking the care to iron and block and take care with their finished objects. The photography... And this is amazing. All of the, the finishes look amazing. are shown yeah. impeccably. Exactly. There's not a single flaw. Yeah. And the diagrams and schematics as well are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, copper plate, which is somewhat
1: of a jacket cardigan. Open front. Open front with a cable all along the front. And... Clarendon. Clarendon, which is a really cute, slightly oversized pullover. I think I would like to make this one too. This Didn't one... she
0: have that with her at the retreat? I seem to remember her.
1: She might have either I having she's... it
0: with her or talking about it. And she said she wears it all the yeah, time. Yeah, I think I would too. It's it would be like your sweatshirt mm-hmm. replacement, exactly. and it has exactly. a split hem at the bottom with a slightly twisted rib. It looks like ribbing at the bottom. It's just it looks fantastic. Yeah. Very comfortable. And I think that one's in lark. Maybe it's worsted weight. So it would go very quickly, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah,
1: this one, I think the gauge is 15 stitches to 4 inches. So oh, would, that would go so It quickly. would go really quickly. Yep. <laughs> so an Aran, just maybe a little bit larger than an Aran white yarn. Mm-hmm. So, Depending
0: on your gauge. Yeah. So highly recommend the book. If you're looking for a new technique for your shoulder shaping on your garments, this will definitely give you a tailored and better fitting sleeve, I believe, than what I've tried before. I'm really looking forward to trying, like I said, my first one will probably be the Underwood pullover.
1: I was going to ask you which one do you think you'll do because I realize, I think I've said I wanted to make three of them now and (laughs) so I don't know which one will be first. I think it will depend on my yarn. I'll have to go shop my own stash and see what I have and what would work.
0: And thank you again Elizabeth for providing that book for review. Thank you very much,
1: yes, to Elizabeth and to Quince and Company. We Really
0: appreciate being included in this and love the book and congratulations. Yeah, and did we mention you mentioned when you introduced the book that Quince and Company was part of it. It's all Quince and Company yarns. I don't think we mentioned that. Oh, that's so. right. We didn't. Yeah. But yeah. They Fantastic are. book. So that was fun. Thank I you like for it. joining us. Episode 94. We were talking about the epi- before the episode about how close we are to episode
1: 100. We're coming up on our 100th episode. Triple digits. And try
0: to figure out something fun to do for it. <laughs> <laughs> who, knew, who knew when we started that it would be so fantastic and we get yeah. so much joy out of podcasting. Yeah. I have to tell you, I've been a grump all week. I've had a really bad headache and been just kind of grunchy, grouchy. Josie was annoying me this morning. And, <laughs> and all I could think was, oh, it's a recording day. I can't wait to, go recording to gonna be recording. It's going to be so wonderful. Yeah. So thank you all of you who are listening for giving us a reason to sit here and talk about one of our favorite things. Yes. And happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can
1: find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gales is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.